0: and Welcome to the 47th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob.
1: And I am Anna-Marie. And this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, this is the 47th episode, and we say this like every time that we're <laughs> wanting Sorry. to like, record. do this. Uh, record faster, and you know, we're, our hope is always to do it weekly, but it always seems like something crazy is always thrown our way. I ended up being out of town yes. for like four she days had to, like, this go past week in and... Saskatchewan for a while, and it's just been a bunch of nonsense. Um, and she was actually caught in the middle of all those uh crazy WestJet uh cancellations and a whole bunch of stuff. So, fun times, <laughs> yes, fun times, but here we are, regardless. Hopefully, we will we'll do. An episode a week from now would be great, rather than you know, two <laughs> weeks or whatever it's been. But um, let's start off, because we, uh, we've actually had quite a few games come through the door in the last, uh, well, few weeks, and so why don't we do
1: some new to the
0: collection here? Do you Definitely. want to start
1: us off with
0: sure. your new one?
1: So, I got, I just picked up yesterday, actually, mm-hmm. um, Clinic deluxe edition i just about said clinics i was like that's not right <laughs> uh clinic deluxe edition this is the one I, I the original clinic came out in 2014 i hadn't played it nope neither really um, I. so i still haven't played it obviously but this is the one that, um i think they've got the date is 2019 but it just came out like i think well, 2020 us, 2021 just arrived yeah. yeah so we just were able to grab it um and so, Clinic, this one is designed by Alban Viard, and art by Ian O'Toole. Mm-hmm. That's and, awesome. Yep. <laughs> and, and then this game is, it's got a whole bunch of little aspects to it. So, they put it in the category of, like, city building, economic, transportation, but mechanisms that are kind of, the main mechanisms are, um, like, pick up and deliver, tile placement, catch the leader, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So... In clinic, um, it's a neat concept for a game and kind of interesting with what's just kind of happened in our world. But yeah, because you're literally was,
0: running a clinic, right?
1: Well, you yeah, you're making one. So you basically had um, you and your friends have just you recognize that there's a need for um, medical attention. Like we don't have enough right. hospitals and, and things like that. So you guys decide to make your own one, um, and then you've got everything ready. It's you've got patients lined up and waiting. And then you guys get into an argument and decide that this is a great idea, but you all had different um, end goals. Like you had different ideas for how you wanted it to run, how you wanted it to look. Mm -hmm. And so you all go your separate ways right when it's about to open and you all build your own clinic so it's competing clinics yes yes and so you're trying to make the best clinic um with your what your vision is what you think will make the best clinic so you and your partners are um, competing against each other to see who can make the best clinic um so yeah it's uh yeah,
0: it looks cool i like
1: it yeah i think it looks really neat and it's got a pretty decent rating and i, I think mm-hmm. that it um
0: was the first version from capstone or is this i don't know i'll take a look at that this is capstone anyway
1: yeah I'm um, not sure what the um, what the original one was, but I'll be able to find that here I think it quick. sounds
0: like a really fun theme. And I, from just the look of it, it looks yeah, it looks like there's a lot kind of going on and you're trying to get patients in and get them uh, dealt with and get them out the door kind of thing and uh, yeah. fix up as many people as you can in the most efficient way possible. And
1: just, yeah, it looks really cool. The, um, the original, the 2014, says it was self-published. AOS That's what I thought. Team. I didn't think
0: it was Capstone. So no. I think, yeah, so they've capstone is uh yeah they've got in here title, yeah. they've
1: got capstone ludic creations and alban viard studio games so he's okay. probably that was his self probably that's one the and then yeah so that's cool to see capstone throw their um capstone spin onto it just hasn't missed for me lately no they don't like i i have enjoyed every game that they've kind of come out with that i've played so when i see that and then um yeah I just I think it looks it looks yeah, nice like the, the quality is obviously yeah, there looking at the back of the box just what the game itself looks like yeah it um, looks really good it looks really good so I'm excited for that one I we think had it's a little be great
0: expansion for it too right
1: yeah I got right here so it also looks like there's a a campaign yeah this is so that you could do a potentially a campaign version of it and and then there's an extension which has I think like 15 or 13 expansion modules modules? that can be mixed and matched to create a huge amount of variety in your games. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Sometimes I find expansions can be a little overwhelming. Um, I know when we play uh, like there are certain games that have a ton of expansions and we'll just choose the ones we like the best. And put them yeah, in. most
0: games that have all these modules, we usually end up taking like two or three that we like yeah. and adding it. But not you to know, say you, you can't... don't need to
1: add all fifty. No, or whatever they are. no, not to say you can't mix it up too and see what you like best. But if you start feeling like the game is getting, like you've played it as yeah. much as you can, just try something else. I like that they have that option in there. But I'm yeah. very
0: curious about that campaign. I don't. I, don't I know. know how that's going to be. How that's going to work or whatever. Just it's an extra book that came with it called the campaign book. Yeah. And we haven't looked at it. I don't know what that entails, but no. we'll play the base game and figure that out after, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, that looks like another home run for Capstone Games for sure. Yeah, um, Yeah. Clinic looks really good. I also got uh, a game yesterday, the same time we picked up Clinic. We also picked up this one. This one's uh, apparently was, from what I was l- uh, watching on Twitter and such during Essen uh, this year, this game, Endless Winter, was like a hugely hot topic and a hit and was selling out. And it was like everyone was trying to get their hands on this. And yeah, this uh, copy came in at um, at uh, Meeple's uh, over the weekend. And yeah, well, I grabbed it. And so this is, yeah, Endless Winter, The Paleo-Americans. This is designed by Stan Kordonsky. And there's also a solo version of it from a different designer, Drake Valerial. And this is published by Fantasia Games. And yeah, it looks really cool. It plays one to four players in about 60 to 120 minutes. And it's, well, I'll read you a little blurb here. Mm-hmm. It says Endless Winter, Paleo Americans, takes place in North America around 10,000 BC. Players guide the development of their tribes across several generations, from nomadic hunter gatherers to prosperous societies. Over the course of the game, tribes can migrate and settle new lands, establish cultural traditions, hunt megafauna, and build everlasting megaliths. <laughs> uh, it also says Endless, Endless Winter is a Euro-style game that combines worker placement and deck building in an innovative way. Each round, players send their tribe members to spaces on the board and pay for actions by playing cards and spending resources. Unplayed cards can be saved for an end-of-round phase where they're they will be simultaneously revealed to determine the new player order and trigger a series of effects. After four brisk rounds, the players <laughs> with the most prosperous tribe wins. Brisk rounds. This is sixty to one hundred and twenty
1: minutes. How many rounds are there? It's four. <laughs> this is Some four brisk fifteen minute plus rounds. Four brisk rounds. <laughs> I think that uh, was more of a play on cold. But, oh maybe but uh, i suppose but still that mean that <laughs> that brings to mind like quick as well yeah, it's, yeah yeah
0: either way looks really good I, I don't know a ton about it other than what i just uh described here but just judging by the uh, the back here it looks really cool it looks um yeah it looks like you got hexagon uh, uh areas like uh board like terrain areas yeah. where you can build looks like you've got um, little houses and little uh, buildings and huts and things that you're building and it looks like there's some minis and there's actually um uh, the uh, the wooden
1: meeples are uh, screen
0: printed screen printed they look really really sharp from what i can tell
1: art so it looks like really got, nice like dual layered uh, player boards on there yeah
0: it looks like dual layer is the name of the game here for sure it looks like it houses all your your bits and pieces and it looks like you've got different um uh, what do you want to call these things Tracks. Yeah. Tracks that are also part of the dual layer where you got little cubes that move up and down and probably depicting your different resources. And yeah, it looks really good. Uh, Artwork looks awesome. Uh, Did I see where the artwork was from? I'm not sure. I'll turn it around here. Uh, Yeah. Te Miko um, has done other artwork. Um, I forget for what, but definitely you probably know that name. It's also got some uh, stickers here on the front. This is something I was kind of unaware of. Um, and it's these three stickers that have to do with uh, Kickstarters and so it's got these three awards Best Kickstarter Campaign 2020 um, The Tantrum House Kickstarter of the Year 2020 and Best Kickstarter from Board Game Revolution 2020 so this got like three major Kickstarter awards, awards. Enough, that's pretty yeah, cool to have stickers on the box anyway yeah, I don't know. It looks awesome from what I could tell, and everyone was was ranting and raving about it on Twitter there. So I thought, why not? Um, yeah. Looks really cool, and I love the theme. I love like prehistoric yeah. uh, type stuff. We also have Paleo. So this is in this winter Paleo Americans, but we also have Paleo. And we haven't actually got to play it yet.
1: No, oh my gosh! Uh, but it's over on I got our. I that for my birthday.
0: I know, Man. I know, that was in March. <laughs> I need to quit my job. I know. We, we definitely need <laughs> just to just play games just, all day. <laughs> I know it's it's crazy, but but um, I need
1: my job to fuel my habit here with games. So, that's the problem, know, right? catch 22, right? We can't right? have the games without the money and we <laughs> can't get the money without working and we can't
0: play the games while we're working. So, <laughs> what do you do?
1: But I'm going to I'm going to switch it back to clinic just for a quick second oh, okay, cuz when sure. you said that that had a solo variant, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention this deluxe edition that basically second edition I think is what we'll call it. Yes. But, it it also now has a solo variant to it, hmm. um, which I think this game looks like it would lend well because you don't necessarily need to be competing, or maybe they they've got a good AI that you're competing against, but you're just building a clinic. So anyhow. yeah, maybe you're trying to be more efficient than you were last time, or yeah. whatever the case is. So yeah. they've got a, a deluxe or a, a solo variant, but also I th- I always find this interesting, and I like it. Um, it said in the description there that they've got um, they've done a complete revamp of the rules. So they've obviously, I think, recognized things that I I always love when I see that, that like rules have changed Mm -hmm. because I feel like the designer has listened to um, the the criticism, like the feedback Mm -hmm. and just said, like, I think this would be better. This would be better, you know, and and then like actually played with it, tried them and like, oh, yeah, this is better. So they have... You know, redone some of the rules and things. So I'm, yeah, cool. I always like that because I think it's just like, well, wow, good for you for taking that and trying to make it better. So
0: yeah, I like it. Yeah,
1: uh, I think both these put, games look really add good. Add that in there. <laughs> yeah,
0: hopefully we can get to these games before the end of the year. My... <laughs> that might be ideal. But you know, I, I think about it, I'm like, oh, but there's also like those eight over there that I want to get to before the end of the year. <laughs> so it's like, oh my goodness, hopefully we can get to these before we do our um, our games of the year rankings yes that's our well the good thing is that we generally take off a full week uh right around christmas together and uh we we have a hockey tournament three of those weekdays (laughs) (laughs) the kids have hockey (laughs) during that week but we do try to knock off like last year we had like four or five games that we have to get these played and two of them were like campaign games and we just went crushing through them and stuff so uh, um yeah hopefully we'll uh we'll do it to the Yeah, especially if we can just continue doing, hopefully, our weekly schedule that will really, really help.
1: I just about started breaking out into the sound of music. (laughs) I have confounded. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, so that's two new games to the collection. And I think we are going to head on over to our crowdfunding segment. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode, and we have one game that we want to talk about here, and this one is currently on Kickstarter, and it's um, a game that we got to try out prior to it being on Kickstarter. This week, we got to do a demo of down at Shucks yeah. about a month ago. We did chat
1: about it a little bit, I think. So. I think we
0: mentioned it in our Shucks yeah. review episode, but here it is actually on Kickstarter, as I think we mentioned it was going to be, and that game is Fit to Print. From Flatout Games, yeah, and yeah. So we we got uh, we were waiting to chat with. Oh, sorry, I kicked uh, kicked the table. <laughs> um, we were waiting to uh, chat with a, a certain publisher we were going to be meeting with down there, and we were just waiting for them to finish talking whoever they were talking to. And we were standing right beside the Flatout Games booth, and they're like, "Hey, you guys interested in doing a a demo of this?" I'm like, "Oh, sure, yeah." So we sat down, and yeah, we played Fit to Print. And so fit to print.
1: It's such a fun
0: little, really cute little, quick game. Yeah. Um, about competing newspapers in a world of like Forced creatures. Yeah. Like yeah, literally like there's a fox with a you know a press hat and little badger. There's a badger, a squirrel, a rabbit, and they're all they're all running competing newspaper companies like old school, you know, newspaper companies with the big presses and you know the whole the whole meal deal. Um, and getting headlines and photos and things and it's all about kind of creating your your, your best front page cover yeah your yeah. your front page of the newspaper for this current um edition and yeah it's really really cool it's simple and um it's kind of a simple in a way kind of like well it's a polyomino game at, at its core yep. where you're you're piecing together this front page with different shapes
1: Polyominoes, and it also it, it it um brings in, um, Galaxy Trucker style where yeah. you like are blind drawing, um, the tiles, right? The polyomino tiles, and seeing like, do I want this one? Yes, keep it. No, put it back face up because they're all face down. Mm-hmm. And so you are like, and you can only draw with one hand, I think. And then you are, looking at what you want and what you what you don't want, but you yeah. but you're on a timer.
0: So we yeah uh, we should explain. The, so everyone Sorry, takes I just their, jumped right into yeah, that. So everyone <laughs> takes their um like their player board and that that's going to be where you create your, it's your front page. Your front page. Yeah. You're piecing it together literally like you're putting down pictures and you're putting articles and you're kind of arranging them into a front page. And how you get those items is that all those polyomino pieces are all face down on the table in a big huge pile. And you don't know what everything is. You kind of know. The different shapes and that's about it and you have a little desk which is
1: really really cool yeah it's a, a 3d component. you put it together little cardboard desk
0: yeah it's a desk that like it's like your desk right you're the editor and this is like your desk and like people are dumping stuff on your desk that you want to um they want to you to use for the front page but so you're as you yeah you kind of do a ready set go thing and you have a timer of whatever two minutes or something and you're you're grabbing like just said with one hand and you're grabbing these different pieces from uh, the pile and you're putting it on your desk and you're looking at it just like, does this work for what I, what I want for my front page? Cause
1: you can't put it on your front page. You can't, you can't try to fit it together. No, you have to put it on your desk. You have to just put it on your desk and yeah. you're going to pile up all the pieces that you think are going to fit mm-hmm. in on your front page. And you have to make you're trying to make a combination of of articles that are happy, articles that are sad, articles that are are advertisements. Yeah, like you've got to have a good good mix in there. Um, Yeah, there's
0: ads, photos, articles. Yeah, but there is something else. Well, I think it's because you have
1: articles with a happy face, articles with a sad face, and you have to try to balance them.
0: And yeah, they all they all have their own set of rules as to yeah. where they can and can't go on your page. Yeah. So you and like she said, you're not able to like piece these together on your page. You're literally having to put them on your little cardboard yeah. desk and like ballpark it. Yeah. Think about like, will this fit, oh, this will probably fit, but you're on a time limit, right? So you're constantly grabbing all these bits and bits and bits. And if there's something that you grab that you don't think you want, you put it back down onto the table face up and then people can look at it yeah. and grab it if they want to.
1: So you can take your time and try to figure out what, what you think will fit. However, it, this is where it's kind of also similar to Galaxy Trucker. The first, what, the, as soon as you decide, you're like, this is enough. This, I have what I need for my paper. Then, and you're done, you go grab, there'll be like one, two, three, four for whoever finishes yeah, first, second, like third, I'm fourth. I'm first to finish. Yeah. You mm. you pick up whatever token and that's going to help you in the end. It'll give points and or or decide ties or something like that right. for um for that. So you don't want to just take your sweet time. You want to do a little bit of both, right? right? And so, yeah, then once everybody has their um their articles and they've every, the time is up. Yeah. You have what you have. Yeah. No more, no less. You just have what you have yeah. to work with on your desk. Then you, then you start piecing it together and you're just, um, you piece it together as much as, as best you can, where you're putting, um, you know, making sure that the requirements are met mm-hmm. and, and like for certain everything.
0: things, like the requirements are, uh, this is not, by no means is this exact, but for yeah. instance, like say it was pictures, pictures can't be side by side. Like they can only yeah. touch, diagonal uh, diagonally um, or or this like uh, sad article can't be beside another sad article or or this and that like that is yeah. not the rules i don't remember exactly yeah. what it is but, but that's really like that. what you're doing and you have a very small area to do this in yeah so you really have to be like oh well if i put that there when well, i can't put that there so uh, but i need this to be on the page And if i have this above, this is going to get me x <laughs> amount of points but then if i put this on it's going to subtract me some points and you have to think about this like really hard yeah. scenario. And then you're going to end up with some like gaps that yeah. you won't be able to fill and those are going to give you some negative points at the end of the game. Well, you're so I should say you want to fill everything yeah. on your board with all the rules uh meeting me- yeah, meeting all the rules. If you can do that, you're going to do pretty well. Yeah. If you if you end up with blank areas and stuff, you're going to lose points and if you have wrong things beside other wrong things, you're going to lose points. And so forth, but it's really really quick. Yeah. Um. So you do this all. You, it's like a two minute selection process. Then it's another couple minute, put together process. And then you kind of go around the table like, seeing like your score. Like, okay yeah. how Making sure that everybody else is accurate. Yeah. You make sure everyone's accurate, and then you kind of score each other's mm-hmm. pages or whatever. And all in all, it's it's like ten minutes. It's a pretty and quick you're done. one, and it's it's really fun. So I guess we should talk about the Kickstarter itself um there are a few pledge uh levels for this um but the main one we're talking about so there's a um a print and play version of it that you can get for five bucks oh nice american if you'd like
1: yeah
0: however there is a there's their main uh well this is there's only one so just a fit to print kickstarter edition 29 us that's very reasonable yeah so we're talking like what 35 37 canadian or whatever it is i think yeah. that that's pretty reasonable for this game um it's in that kind of ballpark of like patchwork yeah or um um i don't know that's about the best <laughs> that's about the best thing i can compare it to off the top of my head as far as like price for size of game for what the type of game is um but this one's more like Fun, I would say the patchwork like this well, one's just
1: a different, a, a different, a different type thing. of game.
0: And this has artwork by Ian tool I should say, designed by uh, Peter McPherson. Um. So yeah, it's like the quality is really, really good. It's the kind of funny. that you have is really, really good.
1: I was just saying how Clinic has art by Eno tool and I was just mm-hmm. commenting, oh, I, thought, I thought art looks different. Um, Everything than, he Than does. Ian tool like just the the difference between Fit to Print and Clinic. It's interesting. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. Obviously like everything, good.
0: everything he does. Like he's just got so many different styles he can do. Yeah, It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, this game for $29 American, I think is a great price. Um, the shipping, I don't know, like that's going to extend it a bit. Yeah. Um, this shouldn't
1: be a, a pricey one to ship. It's pretty small. Uh, like well, I know, but shipping is shipping. Do but I'm shipping just saying, it's not going to be very... way
0: down because it's a Kickstarter page. You got to go <laughs> all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> what
1: I mean is it's not going to be very heavy. And it's not no, going to It box. should be...
0: Well, as far as shipping goes, this should be one of the more cheaper. What do we have here? We have Canada. It's, getting, it's saying $16 Canadian yeah. on top. So this is becoming a $50 game. Yeah. So be that what it is. So,
1: you know, I mean... But if you go in with, um, uh, you know, a couple of people, if they're getting some, the shipping will go down a little bit. Yeah.
0: Cause there are pledge levels of getting several. Yeah. You can um, get two copies. So you can copies, go with a Three copies, five or copies or something six. different. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, goodness. Um, so the yeah, shipping does go down if
1: a few people want it.
0: Yeah. Regardless of this campaign, um, I'm. I would bet this game comes to retail. To retail. I would think so. Yeah. So that might be where you want to get it from, but unless you want it right away or whatever the case is, but it was really, really good. We liked playing it. Yeah. Um, nothing bad to say about it all. The game is exactly what it is. It's a small, quick, fun, uh, play, you know, three, four games in a row and put it away kind of kind of game. Yeah. And for a reasonable price, just the shipping is just, you know, where things get, you know, a little dicey. But yeah, um, yeah. Love it. Really fun game. You should check it out. Um, if not Kickstarter, then you should definitely find it at retail. Cause it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I want to mention just before we finish the Kickstarter segment, um, we had talked about Tabriz a few months ago with, mm-hmm. and that was one, it was the creator or the, from the designer of Cascadia yep. and that one, and so is this, or well, this, is, not no, the, this is the this same company. So, yeah. The same publisher, but, but um, They, uh, when we were talking about Tabriz, it wasn't on kick on GameFound yet. It was just coming to, but, and they didn't know when it was a preview. Yes. So I just want to say Tabriz is on GameFound. It has nine days left. So if you wanted to go check that one out again, if you were interested in that, um, you have just over a week from now to, uh, to take a look at it. That one was
0: also at Shucks, but we didn't get to, uh, I wanted to do a a
1: playthrough of it, but I didn't get the chance. I was always busy at the table.
0: I know, right? So, (laughs) yeah. So either way, fit to print, a lot of fun. Um, Take a look at the Kickstarter page and figure that out for yourself. But uh, we got to move here because we have a review to do. So we will see you over there right after this.
1: Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house, and they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada! Check out Meeples & Milkshakes and their friendly knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC or online at meeples.ca.
0: Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon review. review. And what are we reviewing today,
1: Anna Today we are reviewing 3,000 Scoundrels, designed by Corey Konitska, with art by David Ardia and Matthias Gebreselasi, and published by <laughs> awesome Unexpected here. Games. Well, if I pronounced it properly. Oh, that's going
0: to be pretty <laughs> close. But yeah, this is Corey Konitska and his. Um Self-publishing uh, company, Unexpected Games, and yeah, three thousand scoundrels. Do you wanna? Do you wanna read a little bit of that uh,
1: newspaper clipping that is I on will. the inside uh... from the Greystone Gulch Gazette? Yes, that one. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the theme here. So, the Greystone Gulch, Dakota Territory, Friday morning, June twenty eighth, eighteen eighty nine, issue number thirty six. <laughs> Inventions from the future. The Traveler's strange gadgets are shrouded in just as much mystery as the man himself. How do they work and where do they come from? When the Traveler disappeared last week, it seemed that we might never learn the truth. But we were wrong. Amazing though it seems, Doc Zimmer now claims to have evidence that the Traveler came here from the far-flung future. She requests that anyone with Traveler paraphernalia seek her out so she can replicate these gadgets and continue his work. And then on to the next article. Is the Traveler truly gone? In the last five years, the traveler brought sweeping change to our small frontier town. Now that he is gone, we are left with many questions and very few answers. Where did he go? Was he really from the future? Did he return to his own time or, or did a more sinister fate befall him? One rumor claims that he is in hiding, waiting for the perfect time to return to us.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's the theme. Um so I'll just read another little thing here. In 3000 Scoundrels, players assume the roles of rival leaders attempting to steal precious technology left behind by this traveler. <laughs> by overlaying clear cards, you create unique scoundrels and use them to outsmart your foes. In short, hire scoundrels to build powerful combos, steal technology, and outsmart your foe. Yeah, so 3000 Scoundrels, this theme is about a time traveler that yes went back to the old west and had all these crazy gadgets and like, found angled contraptions yeah, and like, from like very simple gadgets to like like very extreme sign like sci-fi yeah. gadgets and then he just disappeared and left all the stuff behind and then all the the town's uh, scoundrels are trying to <laughs> 3,000 are trying actually. to uh, steal all this stuff that was left behind for themselves So how does this game work? There is a main player board and that player board is going to have um, a few different things to it here.
1: It's Um, got like little spots at the top for safes because you're going to end up stealing safes. Yeah, Um, it's got uh, spots for your scoundrels (laughs) to to sit in and then. Uh, it's got little slots on the bottom, um, where your poker cards, where your cards are going to go. And they, they kind of dictate, um, what card you play dictates kind well, that's of that's your player board. I thought that's what you were saying.
0: Well, like there's like the main board either way. So, oh, well yeah. I'll just finish that one for yeah, your so player your board. board. Like that's what you have in front of you. Yeah.
1: And it's, and then you've got like, the, it'll tell you when you play this card, this is something you can do.
0: Yeah. And then, so on the main board, there's going to be like three or four different sections. There's a spot for uh, the sheriff's office where you your, your ruffians or whatever <laughs> get uh, arrested and sent to. And then there are three sections in the middle of the board. There's the uh, depot, the estate, and the laboratory. And in those spots are a whole bunch of safes get laid down uh, face, face first down. or uh, face down. Uh, And these are representing the safes that hold a piece of technology and these are just cards that get laid down here and then those are the the safes that you're trying to steal from the various locations then up above those are going to be where your scoundrels get uh, that are there for hire get placed. And this is the cool part of the game is that these scoundrels, the 3000 different combinations of scoundrels come from two different decks of cards getting mixed together. As you need scoundrels, you create them. Yeah. So one will have, um, like a trait and then one will have, uh, like a, a type or so. I forget what the two words are, but you basically take a head and put it on a body. Yeah. And it's going to give, uh, that person like this one, for instance, is a nuclear powered crime Lord. So yeah. <laughs> the crime Lord, half of this card is like a, a suit jacket and whatnot. And then the nuclear powered part of this, uh, card is the head and hands. And it's this like, it looks like judge dread, yeah. um, like a robot in the, in the suit jacket. And then it, what it does is it creates your scoundrel and it gives you a cost on what how much it costs to get the scoundrel combining several different parts of the cards and covering um, up different parts, covering of the up cards. different things. Cause you're taking these cards and you're putting them into a sleeve and then it covers certain things and whatnot. And you create a unique scoundrel and you're going to have three of these across the top. And then at the bottom of the uh, board, there is a track and this track is your like prosperity
1: or something. I think it's like your tech track. Like with the technologies that you kind of... Well,
0: there was a certain word for it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's a track at the bottom where you are... Reputation. Yeah, okay, reputation track. And um, and that's how the board is laid out. Uh, and then you are on your turn. Everyone is going to have, like she said, your own player board. And uh, it's got five spaces for scoundrels that you can hire. And these scoundrels are going to give you different abilities that you can use to hopefully get your hands on some of those safes. And the way you're going to do this is a really kind of unique, w- neat thing that's going on here because you do everything. You have a, de- a starting hand of cards and your hand of cards is legitimately, like literally a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only it's zero to six. Yeah. You have, there's there's, <laughs> there's seven, a zero card. Yeah, there's a zero eight, card. Two, three, four, five, yeah. and six. And every round, you're only going to have four of those cards. Yep. So you're going to shuffle that up, you're going to draw four, and you're going to have four cards in front of you. And at the bottom of your player board are going to be slots from zero to six. Ace to six, Ace to
1: five. Or, or ace to six, sorry. Sure. Ace to six. Yeah, no zero Um No
0: either. zero, because your zero is a card that you should never play, because it's it's a lie every time you play the zero. Yes. Because what the whole but point of is... But you have to play it. <laughs> you have to, yes. Eventually you're going to have to, and that's up to your opponent to decide that you are lying when you play it because what you have to do is you have to match up um a card that you're going to play with one of those uh markings at the bottom of your board so if you wanted to play your ace down you'd play it in the ace section of your board and that would give you a certain power above above there that you would do an ability that you would action you would unlock and you would do that action as well as any of the um, scoundrels that, scoundrels you that you have hired That are on now on your player board That also have an, an action associated with playing an ace
1: You will also get to do And all these different actions can be like You can be like scouting a safe One of the safes So yeah. you can like look at look at what's in the safe um, The kind of the value Because they range mm-hmm. um, So like you know two to six or something like that
0: Yeah they all have different amount that they're worth
1: And so you want the higher ones obviously Yeah because the more points you get the, the, more the, the, reputation the, the, are, the more rap the more money yeah. it's worth is is how you win this game that's yeah. your points and so you can look at it and then put it down and once you once you scout it after you've looked at it then you you have little um kind of little coin markers yeah they're like value shows. markers yeah with different like like two three four five six seven on them mm-hmm. and you put on the um, one you've scouted a number you can put the same number or you can put a different number to try to throw off your opponent being like, "Oh, I just scouted a 6, but it was actually a 2." So mm-hmm. they can think, "Oh, well, you they they have they can think maybe they put a 6 because if you put a 6 and it was a 6, if you have that safe at the end of the game, you're going to get an extra point." Yeah. And it but if you put um if you put a 6 and it was actually a 2, you could be throwing your opponent to be like, well, this is actually a six. I want you to take it. Cause then they get less points. Cause it's right? a two. Cause
0: they might not have a, a blind look at it and they make, like, well, I'm just hoping that this is actually a six. Cause you said it's a six and yeah. I take it and it's a two. And so <laughs> cause <laughs> you have
1: different, yeah, you have different um, annoying. <laughs> ideas for what you're going to do and how you're going to, you're going to play that down. So that's one of the actions there is you can kind of scout a safe and that's for I think ace and two, Right, you get to scout a safe. we um, got one where you can gain $3. That's for playing down a three. Yep. And for playing down a four, you gain $4. Yep. And playing down a five, you get to
0: steal a safe from a site. Yes. And that can be literally any safe from any of the three sites. You just get to take it and then you get to put it on the top of your player board into whatever round we're playing
1: in. And it kind of sits there. And then the six, there is no action associated with it. So the only action you would get is if you had a scoundrel that had had a six on it. Which
0: are generally like really powerful. Um... And so that's what you're doing Is on your turn You're literally You're just playing down one card And you're playing it face down Mind you so Because that, you don't know If I'm playing So say I need I really need money Okay And there's that, that slot The number four slot If I I place a card there It's up to you To decide whether or not to put a four
1: down there If I not. feel like he is bluffing And he has not actually Put the correct card I take one of my henchmen And put it on and top And I put it on top of his card We don't look at it nope. We leave it there you think you just say, no,
0: nah, yeah, I don't think so. And you throw down yeah, the uh, the, henchman. the henchman on top and then I keep proceeding with my turn. So I get my $4 from playing down a, a presumably four card and then I activate any other four cards or four actions that would be on any of the scoundrels. Then I get a decision to make whether I want to uh, hire another scoundrel or go to the sheriff's office. Yes. And there's a few things that you can do at the sheriff's office. You can just gain money, gain two bucks, I think. A couple bucks. You can pay to release your henchmen from prison. We'll tell you how they get there in a minute. And then there's a couple other things you can do. There. You can bribe the sheriff, but only in the last round of the game. Right. Or you're looking at the, the, the three henchmen that are available to you, or um, scoundrels, I should say, that are available to you, and seeing if, well, first off, whether you can afford any yes. of them. And if you can, whether or not it's one you want to purchase.
1: And then if you have a full board of scoundrels on your player board, you would, and you wanted to get a new one, you would just have to then discard, discard one of your other one and
0: place the new one. Yeah. And that's all you do on your turn. So then, at the end of my turn, let's say I went through and I hired a new scoundrel and I put him on my board. Then, then we find out whether or not, um, or no, we go to your turn. Yes. I should so say. all the players have their turn. We do the exact same thing with her, where she'll play down a card in a certain spot, do the actions associated with it. Decide whether to hire a scoundrel or go to the sheriff's office to do a number of different actions, and then the the round ends. Yeah. Or, okay, I'm gonna hand myself again. <laughs> you go and you do this four times because you have four cards in your hand for every round. Yeah. And you're gonna play down all four cards. So we're gonna go back and forth doing this yes. scenario until the round ends, and then and at the end of the round, that's when we dis- then we flip over cards to see whether or not every time we tried to call each other's
1: bluffs. If we did or not. If we did or not. And you have a maximum of three henchmen. Yes. And if you're and if you playing like a three or four player game, like you can have multiple henchmen on the yes. same card because other people can put th- their henchmen on the same card, but you can't put more than one of yours on because it doesn't really matter.
0: Right. And it so what we'll do is we'll go through them one by one. We'll take a look at it. Be like, okay, well, Anna Marie's got a, a henchman on this card here. I'll flip it over and we'll see if it's a bluff or not. If it was a bluff... Um, you henchman. get your henchman back. Yes, and I lose um, a reputation. Reputation, and I gain a reputation. And you gain reputation. So I lose one. You gain one. Yeah. If, if that's harsh. If in you this game.
1: weren't bluffing. If I wasn't bluffing, my henchman, your goes henchman to jail. goes
0: to jail, and now he's not available to you to use as a bluffing, yeah, uh, to henchman. call bluffs until you go to the sheriff's office and pay for him to get him out. Pay of jail. for him to get him out.
1: So you have <laughs> post his bail.
0: Not only do you have to not you have to decide not to hire a henchman at that point or and you don't a get a scoundrel, scoundrel. at yeah. that point of your turn, then you have to go to the sheriff's office Spend and bail money. your guys out. So it's like this risky thing. Cause you're generally, you are really wanting to hire scoundrels is what you're yeah. doing. Cause they're where all the actions come from. So every time you don't hire a scoundrel, you're kind of taking the lesser option by going to the sheriff's office to either get a couple bucks or bail out some of yeah. your cronies. Um, and that's all you do in this game is you're collecting these chests with various crazy technology in them from the future. And you're, you're stacking them up at the top of your board, trying to get as many of these as you can. Uh, well, I think you can have up to six.
1: You can have up to six. So in the first round of the game, in that four turns that you have, you can collect up to one safe in the second round of the game, you can collect up to two more safes. So three in total. And in the third round of the game, you can collect up to three more. So a total of six.
0: Right, so a total of six for the entire game, and that's where the bulk of your points are going to come, in combination with where you ended up on the track at the bottom. Yes, and that's pretty much the game. Um, yeah, right. So like, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's pretty much it. how it plays. I think we can't really go much further with how it plays, um, than that. Yes. Yeah. So let's uh, let's first and foremost revisit the theme. So <laughs> this theme is. I think it's like, it's an awesome theme. Does the theme like lend well? I don't know. I think it's pretty loose. Yeah. It's like very loose. It's a theme I want to really love. Like, yes. I love the idea of some time traveler going back to the West. I love know, time travel. And like these, all these people, in you know, in saloons being like, what is this? Or Like this laser gun or whatever it might be and be having their minds blown. But does that, does that theme pop through this game? Not a ton. No. Not a ton. This theme could be, you could do lots of different things here. It could very, just, very loose theme. It could just be a Wild West theme. It could be. It doesn't, yeah. you could just be stealing treasure, like, you know. Saloon, like
1: robbers, bank robbers. Yeah, you could
0: be robbing banks, you could yeah. be doing all these things. So, so the theme doesn't particularly pop well in here, particularly as well as I would have liked, because I thought the theme was going to be so cool. Yeah. Um, And the theme is cool. Like, I love the idea of the theme, but it just doesn't, come through the game. Yeah, right? as much as we were hoping for. Yeah, so um, so that's that about the theme. Um, So let's talk about... Um, the rules. Let's
1: go with the rule book.
0: So the rule book, well, that's something we've been adding in. So the rule book, did the rule book uh, teach well? I think it did.
1: Yeah. We learned well,
0: this game pretty easily. It was, yeah. It's very straightforward. Um, there, was a, yeah, there was a lot of prep to this game because you had to go through and you had to get all the cards and you had to sleeve certain cards in, in one color and certain car- colored uh, sleeves get a different type of card but that's a one-time setup it's a one-time yeah. setup and there was also like a film on the cards that we had to re- yes. remove the film um which is you know not great for a guy like me that doesn't really <laughs> have fingernails and yeah yeah so there was a bit of a grind to get the game set up but learning the game though was very straightforward um i did like it a lot it was exactly how we just described it it's you're playing a card down and hoping that they don't Call your bluff if you are bluffing and that's that. And the creation of the, um, the, uh, the cards was, was smooth. You just, every time you need to add a scoundrel, you're just grabbing a card from here and a card from here and you're combining them. There's your new scoundrel.
1: And it only takes like two minutes at the end of the game to pop the cards out and get them ready for the next game. So it's, it's only that first time where you're sleeving all the cards that takes any time at all. Not a big deal at all. So rule book,
0: I really liked. Uh, let's talk about the artwork. Artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, artwork Holy is great. Moly. It was the artwork. Well, first off, when I heard it was Corey Konitska and from Unexpected Games. And then I saw this artwork and I saw the name of 3000 Scoundrels. I was like, yeah, I'm all in for this. This game looks great. So artwork was phenomenal. I really, really like that. You agree with that?
1: Yep, I do. Yeah. I, I do like the artwork a lot.
0: Good. Components. Really good. Yes. Yeah. The, the player boards are nice. The Everything's really nicely laid out. It's simple. It's kind of easy to understand how to play this game. Uh, the cards are great. Like the card crafting thing with creating yep. the scoundrels are really nice. Like they, they slide together really well. Such and a fun mechanism. The, yeah. You create these funny characters. Like yeah. It's just really good. And, uh, yeah. It's really well thought out. Uh, yeah. The components are great. Really, really good. So um, we've covered the theme, the art, the components, the rule book. So that leaves us to say whether or not we recommend this game. So we've had various opinions going around this table between me you and kurt yeah we played at two player me and you we played three player me you and kurt and so we first played at two player yes and it it was uh, it was strange for me like i know you didn't have as many issues as i did um i just it felt um the the bluffing part of it with two players was where which is where this game is like centered around mm-hmm. is the bluffing aspect of like I need to do this action and I don't have that card in my hand, but I'm gonna pretend that I do, and then you've got to decide whether like no way I know you need those four dollars, yeah, right to be able to buy that guy up there that you really need, yeah. So that I'm wagering you don't have that card, yeah. right? So and then playing it down like oh man she's right, but I need to do this anyway. <laughs> So it was like, what I felt with the bluffing was that I got called on it, like, all the time, constantly, (laughs) where I just needed to do that action. There's, like, there's made no sense for me to go and do one of the other actions, because it's like, that's not going to benefit me really in any way. Yeah. I must do this action. And you know that I played a four in my last hand, and the chances are that. I had a four in this hand are very low because yeah. you take, remember you have six cards seven. total.
1: You have seven cards. Seven, seven
0: cards, whatever yeah. it is. And you're only really taking four for this turn. And, right? then the, and then you take those four that you used yeah. and you're putting them on the bottom you of your deck. You shuffle them
1: and put them on the bottom of your deck. Yes. And then you're drawing a fresh four off the top so of So you know, three are going to be different from the last hand, but one is going to be the same from your last and hand. And it's like, oh
0: goodness. And like the chances of me getting that card I need are probably pretty low. And you called it every time. And it just decimated me because every time you called my bluff, which was constant, the swing was horrendous. You would climb up the, uh, the track, like you almost maxed out and I was bottomed out on that track. And that was like a swing of like seven or I think it's like plus five at one end and minus two at the other, which was a huge, huge difference. So I found the bluffing was a little strange feeling at two player where it was like, well, of course, she probably knows this is a bluff. Like, statistically, it sounds like this is like she knows I need to do this. And I had that card last time. The chances of this being perfectly lined up for me right
1: now are very low. So I'm going to put my. Sure. You tell me what you in think. There. So I just think I'm good at calling your bluff. I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's I I'm so. totally guessing. But... Um, like, but I think on... I'm pretty
0: good at bluffing, but yeah. this this didn't leave me many options. I was just trying to work myself up a
1: little bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I think you are. Obviously, you know me really well. No, I, I like... was
1: guessing. I was like, meh, I think you're bluffing. But also, I did not get all of them right because my scoundrels kept, or my henchmen kept going to jail. So I had to keep paying to get my henchmen out of jail. For yeah. me, this the fun in this game comes with calling your bluffs. It, it, yes. It's for the bluff me. bluff calling is the best part of I this don't, game. I, yes, I am probably going to have to like pay for my henchmen to come out of jail. But when we played at two player and at three player, I very rarely had henchmen left in my hand at the end of a round because I, I was calling your bluffs. I was calling, calling Kurt's bluff. bluffs. I See, was this just. Is,
0: this is, I think this is the big thing. So we're talking about two versus three player. Okay. So at three player, you still have the same amount of henchmen, mm-hmm. right? Right. To call bluffs on me and Kurt. Yeah. So when a two player, you can just throw all your henchmen at me all the time. Yeah, but if I... Th- all my
1: bluffs all the time. If I throw three henchmen at you in one turn, chances are a lot of those are going to go to jail because... In the first round. No, not necessarily because yeah. y- you can bluff in the first round, you can... I know it's all like still relative. No, no, no. I'm just saying you can bluff... All your cards. You can have a four and put it as an ace, and you can put a six and put it as a two. Like, you, it doesn't have to be just that zero card, right? Like, you can bluff anything. I know. And so, I mean, it doesn't make sense if you have to. In the, the first round, cards. you're
0: likely not going to be bluffing very much because you're going to be like, okay, these are the four cards I have, and I get to do these four kind of actions. I, I'm not too far invested into the game yet. I haven't, I don't have not found. direction that i'm going in a particular way but once you know what direction i'm kind of going and i'm I'm, let's say let's say i have like a really good two let's say i have two of my five um scoundrels have like so crazy high awesome number five actions on them yeah right and I want to do that action yeah. every round because it's well, like every time I play down a five, I'm going to activate both those guys. Then
1: you chance me. Pull no, I know, buff.
0: but it's kind of like <laughs> it's showing you that there's no way that he's going to play this every time.
1: And you right? could have that five every time, but it's a very it small very percentage
0: slim. that's going to say that I have a five every time. But
1: you could, and that would cause so much laughter in the game when yes. I call your block <clears> every five that's and I'm I wrong I mean, every time. You can time. analyze my board.
0: Yeah. Right. You can just take a quick look and go, oh, he's got two really strong fours and he gets, every time he plays a four, he gets $4. Plus it gets to activate these two really strong yeah. four scoundrels. Chances are, uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. You did that last turn. I'm going to take my chances and say that you didn't have it this turn and it probably didn't.
1: Fair, but you could have played a two on the four last time and have a four this time. I'm just saying. I
0: understand that it's I... all relative and it's all like 50-50 or whatever, but it's not though. If you analyze like. No, I think it is. No, it's not. <laughs> I think it is. It's, but that's where I mean the two player for me was particularly difficult because you're going to sit there and stare at what I'm doing and like just play the percentages
1: just just saying yes I could do that but um, 100% honest truth I never did that once
0: well yeah I know cause
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just having fun with the but game but that's
0: where I think that this game is way better with three players is that you have to mind him and me and you have to think about what he's up to and what I'm up to and you're not paying attention ex- so much to just one player and like it just worked for me way better. I
1: liked three player too. I I think that, um, but I just, I don't think that the two player was as, I don't think it was as awful or not awful. I'm not saying it's
0: awful. I'm saying it's just, it's, if you really sit there and look at it, you can make really good educated guesses on whether or not I have a. A good chance of doing what I'm doing right now Or if I'm lying to do what I'm doing right now
1: Yeah, but then you could do the exact same thing to me I agree So,
0: But my luck doesn't work that way <laughs> Whereas yours does Like, you, every time, time I did though. play That's it where... truthfully This is the thing This is the thing When I was playing the game It's like, every time I did do something truthfully Where I was trying to bait you He didn't fall for it <laughs> And then every time I was like, oh, I really need All to do All this, this sounds
1: like is that I played the game better than you. <laughs> no, Well, yeah, you did, for sure.
0: But, like, I just think if the, if you're a very smart person, you can figure this out from a statistic, like, from a chance perspective.
1: I think if you could call people's bluffs, you can figure this out. But I think that's with any bluffing game. No,
0: but, like, chance is a big deal in this. Where you know that the chance of me doing, if I had a four... And I proved I had a four in this round. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You tried to call my bluff and it was actually four and I got to do all my actions. Now, you know, that four is getting shuffled up and put to the bottom of the, the pile. And I only have like a 25% chance of getting that card back. Right.
1: Well, you got a chance of getting it back. and I know it's small.
0: No, I have a one in four of getting that card back because those four are going to the bottom and only one of them yeah. is coming into my yeah. next hand. So I only have a 25% chance of having a four. Mm-hmm in my next round. And if I go to a four, you know, it's a 75% chance that that's a lie. And if, especially if it's a, like a really good <laughs> column and I keep going to it, it's like...
1: But there's just a lot of ifs. There. <laughs> there is. Regardless, we could argue... I think the two-player game was fine. I had a lot of fun I with it. I think it's it. fine. and But that's about all I think. No, is I thought fun. it was good. I, I enjoyed it because the way that I look at this game in general is that I don't... I I, I would have fun with this game... If I lost miserably and I would have fun with this game if I won just by a hair or if I won by a lot because I am playing this game to call bluffs. That is my sole purpose in this game is to try and call bluffs and to have just have fun with it. You're bluffing. You're bluffing.
0: Which is what I found way better with the three player.
1: And yes, and that was fun too, because then you could have like two people both bu- calling your bluff on the same turn and then both mm-hmm. be wrong. Um, I I do think that, yeah, some things maybe could have been maybe balanced a little differently, but I didn't really find it like, eh, I don't know. I think that... Um, with me chanting so much, my henchmen there, and then having to pay for them, yeah. it kind of balanced that way. But, um, but I do, yeah. It does
0: balance out. So that, that that if you do try to call my bluff and you're wrong, yeah, it sucks for you. But if it's if you, you're right, it really sucks for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, and that's what the game is made to do. I, yeah. I get that. But I, just a two player, it felt like you that's could sit fair. there and you could count things out and like play the percentages
1: i feel like you could but i feel like that would take the fun out of the game right and i and i didn't do that like i don't i don't think that that's
0: where i just feel that goes that whole thing goes away in a three-player game because or four i haven't tried four but with three it's like you you're having to pay attention to a lot more than just my board yeah i agree i agree so i i recommend this game for three players if you're gonna get this you want to play with three uh i mean you could try two and Prove me wrong, but (laughs) chances are one of the two of you is going to get absolutely hammered into the ground in this game. Maybe. The winner's going to win huge and the loser's going to get smacked.
1: I don't agree. But (laughs) I recommend this game for people who don't, who who go into it for pure fun, who go into it not caring about winning or losing the game. Honestly. (laughs) Like, yep. this is a game where... It, and it's really quick. Like, it's not a very long game. It's not long. No. So, what is was it? 45 minutes or something? Yeah. Yep. So you could play this before you play, you know, a game you played after. You could just play a couple games of this, two, three games of this in a night. And just have fun with it. And just being like, oh, because, because I'm not going in for me like I wasn't going in strategy wise I wasn't going in this I was blind drawing safes and just like you know like you can try a whole bunch of different ways and if you go this game it's not like it's a super strategy game where I'm pouring in a lot of effort trying to um, trying to plan my my moves and make sure like hey if I do this I'm gonna get this many points and I'm gonna win and then I'm gonna be like oh I I lost by one point you know like I don't have that feeling after I win or lose this game, I'm just I'm just there to play it and have fun that that kind of thing, which sure. I do in all games. That's not the way I meant it to sound, but go into it with just a fun and just play, and I think that 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 is good. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I get it.
0: If you're on the opposite side of winning in this game, you get like. <laughs> You get driven into the ground and like, because every time they call your bluff, they're going up and you're going down. Yeah. It's not like you just get a plus one and I just stay stagnant.
1: But then if you had like a seven safe and I had a two safe, there's five points right there that make up the difference. So there's sure. those parts of it too, right? There's a lot. If to you focus more on getting but... safes than you do on the other thing, you could go all in on safes and never worry about getting any bluffs yep. and just be seven points down and try to make it up in the other aspect.
0: Yes. Yes. So you recommend it with two or whatever. Yep. And I recommend it at three or more. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is a fun. I like what it's doing for sure. I like the bluffing. The theme could really like. Yeah. Uh, you could have gone anywhere with the theme. The theme is like, uh, yeah, not not crazy. It's good. loose just because I think
1: you could have either just done, um, still done the 3000 Scoundrels, but just made it a totally Western theme. And taking the tech out of it because I feel like that was the least part part of it. Yeah. So Um, you still could have done awesome artwork with no tech with just Mm -hmm. um, Western style. Um, But yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we'll just call it there. We'll call it an episode where I recommend (laughs) 3000 Scoundrels at... Three or more. I'm assuming four would be very similar to three.
1: Yep. I think it'd be and,
0: good. Uh, but for two it wasn't for me. But for you, sure. So <laughs> it's up to you guys out there to uh to decide for yourselves, I suppose. This is one of the first games that we've been like very different opinionated on. Like usually we're very much on the same wavelength, but um yeah, this one just just didn't hit well for me with two. But regardless, <laughs> uh we'll call that an episode. So you can find us on Twitter, The Meeple Dungeon, on YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. Twitter uh, is at Meeple Dungeon. It's at Meeple Dungeon. <laughs> um, our, our email is the Meeple,
1: the, the Meeple Sorry, I totally derailed you there. <laughs>
0: ThemeepleDungeon at gmail.com. And we're out of here. We will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week,
1: everyone. Bye-bye.